Namaste, everyone. This is Maria Turco, founder and chief yogini and chair of Honor Yoga and the Honor Yoga Foundation. I am really excited to be here today. The Honor Yoga Foundation sponsors our triple casts with both me, Julie Melk, and Denise. And we have the opportunity to interview and meet and just spend glorious time with amazing people throughout the world who are just making a difference out there in the lives of so many. And before I introduce our guest today, I do want to thank all of you for supporting the Honor Yoga Foundation. Your donations and your support help us to bring yoga to those who need it most, those who don't normally have access to yoga in a mainstream studio. We call it our four pillars of diversity and need. Anyone who has a physical, mental, social, or economic challenge, we are there to bring them yoga. So please reach out to us if we can support you or anyone you know, and thank you for your support. So I am here today with someone who I have just become friends with recently in the last couple of months, and I adore her. Her name is Malia Hillard, and Malia is just, I'm going to just call her a yogi and a warrior against sedentary lifestyle and just through and through someone who is just a mentor and really, you know, a a hero (laughs) or heroist for all of us out there as an exemplary mom, an entrepreneur, yogi. She started her practice personally when she was 15. It's interesting because I started mine more in fitness when I was 16. And so it kind of got into her DNA like mine when she was younger. And she was always an athlete and an adrenaline junkie. And she found yoga via a back injury. And she really recognized its power as a tool for healing and enhancing performance, just like some of us out there have. And she studied in LA under the best of the best from 2001 to 2011 for about 10 years. And she taught in many of the biggest studios there. And she received uh, sponsorships from companies like Nike and Lululemon, American Apparel. And she's actually a model. And she's always evolving her style she also has a daughter, seven, seven-year-old daughter, and she's going to tell us about her journey and what she's working on and all of her amazing entrepreneurial projects that she has. And what I really love about her is that she actually lives in the Bahamas right now. And so she, you know, she chooses this life of enlightenment and peace. And so without further ado, everyone meet Malia Hillard. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much, Maria, for having me. It's an honor to be here. And I just am such a huge support of the Honor Yoga Foundation. It's a delight to be able to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I was laughing when I I read one of your answers about if you could put anything on a billboard, and I want to start there. (laughs) What would it be? And you know, what? I just started, I started laughing and chuckling because The very first year um, at Honor Yoga, I turned exactly what you're going to tell our audience you would put on the billboard in a minute and Mm -hmm. made it into one of those car magnets that go on the back of a car. So that way, when people are sitting in their car and they're behind the car in front of them, they can read this exact phrase and do exactly what it says and bring peace and harmony. So why don't you tell our audience what that billboard would be and why you chose that? (laughs) Makes me do it now, just talking about it. Uh, the billboard would say, just breathe. And I was couldn't decide if it should be just breathe or 
take three deep breaths, right? Because there's this incredible, beautiful inverse relationship between the breath and stress, right? And we know that so much of the time in our lives, we are being pushed and pulled around life by just our reactions to everything. And one of the beautiful, most incredible treasures of yoga is that it helps us practice not being reactive, right? It helps us practice being present and just sitting in our challenging moments and breathing. So it actually teaches us the techniques to de-stress, calm down, get out of our worry and our heads and come into a calm place. And it's amazing, like you feel anytime you're angry or you're stressed or you're scared, your breath is like right up here and it's shallow and it's quick, right? And it's incredible this, this relationship that your nervous system has with the breath so that when you slow your breath down, you're literally pulling yourself into a calm state just by breathing deep and slow. So you decrease your anger, you decrease your stress, you decrease your anxiety, you decrease your fear just by slowing your breath and deepening it, right? And so if we all could just practice but right before we react or when we're in the center of the moment of a, a, a stressful or a very reactive place that we can use the breath. The breath is literally a tool to get us out of that state. I mean, you think about every single thought that you have has an emotion attached to it, right? And every emotion that you have has a very real physical response. I mean, stress will kill you. Stress can kill you. Stress is killing someone right this very moment. I say that out loud, but it's true. Like stress will just kill you. It's so toxic and it literally can like stop your heart. That's an emotion that is killing you. And so the, this practice of yoga, this practice of deep, slow breathing in the middle of moments that are challenging, that are sweaty, that are frustrating, all the stuff that comes up in yoga, you're literally practicing breathing through it. And, and the breath is quite possibly the most powerful tool we have for health and wellness. It helps you control your mind, helps you control your emotional reaction. It helps you decrease your stress, lower your blood pressure, all of it. So, I mean, if there's one message, I could, if I can just share one thing with the world, it's just breathe, <laughs> just breathe. Take the time to breathe. I love it. I hope everyone's sitting up tall and breathing deep right now. It reminds <laughs> me of the turtle and the rabbit, right? The rabbit breathes very shallow and always like on edge. And the turtle breathes slow and deep. And a rabbit's life is very, very short. And a turtle's life is one of the longest out there for hundreds of years. So I love that. What's That's great advice. <laughs> so speaking of advice or you know, recipes. I love what you said that, that yoga is the recipe for happiness. When we asked you what yoga means to you, and if you had to extrapolate what your life was before, you know, yoga, what it was 
after. And I know you started when you were 15. And so it's probably hard to even imagine like a, a life without it because you oh, really. It's been, a journey. It. it's been a journey for sure. I mean, there's been, there have been stages, you know, because as I grew, I understood yoga on a deeper and deeper and deeper level. When I first started yoga, it was injury recovery. I was an athlete and it was another sport that I was good at. And I was, I'm naturally flexible. So it was fun because there were all these new things that I could do with my body. And so I was drawn to it and I loved it. And also I was so blown away by how quickly it took my pain away. I had jumped off a water, I grew up in Hawaii and we were all a bunch of adrenaline addicts because you know, there's so much nature and so much to do and not a lot to do that's not in nature. And so, you know, all the boys had jumped off the waterfall and none of the girls had, and I was a younger sister, right? So like the fact that I was gonna do something that my older sister hadn't done before was like a really big deal. But this waterfall changes in height depending on the height of the water. And it easily was about 80 feet the day that I decided to go up there with the boys and jump off. I, I'm a big like, just do it, you know? So I didn't get any instruction. I like hiked up to the top. I just jumped. I ran, you know, I got some momentum and I jumped and I think I didn't point my toes or something. So when the water hit, hit the base, you know, hit my heels. And then of course it compressed my spine. Cause the first thing that it did was went to the weakest part of the body, just like crushed everything. And the two guys that jumped after me both broke their backs. Oh my goodness. One of them has never fully recovered. They fractured vertebrae and crushed and bulged discs. And my angels work overtime, I'm telling you. And I think it helps that I'm so flexible. Anyway, my father, who was sort of a, he's sort of a yippie. He's like a hippie yuppie, right? Uh, was into Tai Chi and yoga and whatever. So he, he took me to a yoga retreat when I was like healed enough that I could, I mean, I couldn't walk for, I couldn't even move for like days. And so he took me to this yoga retreat and over the course of the week, my back was like fixed, you know, my back pain was completely gone. And I learned such a palpable, powerful lesson on how we have the ability to heal ourselves. I mean, it just, of course I was young, you know, like never even crossed my mind. And it was so powerful just spending a little time on the mat. I could, I could get rid of, I mean, I had, I had to drop out all my sports. I couldn't run. I mean, I was in pain all the time. So it, and it like fixed by the end of the retreat, it was like back pain, back pain. You know, it was like completely gone. And so I was hooked from then on out. And, you know, as I, I, I kept doing yoga and I did yoga through college and I traveled, a, I've traveled a lot and I've, I've sort of done yoga all over. And the more you do it, the better you are at it. And I don't mean the better you are at the postures because that's not what yoga is about, right? I always say in my classes, you know, the only way to be good at yoga is to not give a shit how good you are at yoga because it's not about, it's not about the postures and you've got to get your ego out of the way in order to actually do yoga well, which means you're, you are slowing the breath. You're constantly, constantly working towards slowing the breath, even though your heart's beating faster, even though you're challenged and you're trying to catch your balance and you're frustrated with yourself and your judgments coming in and all that stuff. So as I got older, I started to really get the benefits of yoga and really start to see the power of getting in control of the mind. And I remember the day in college, uh, I just got chills on my right leg, the day in college when I realized how good my focus was. 
we were going to go out. The girls were in my dorm room and we were all getting ready to go. And I was like, oh crap, I've got a quiz tomorrow. I have to read this chapter. And literally, I, I mean, it was like, you know, chatting and there might've been some music on and there was, you know, there was like party in the house. And I was able to sit down and read this entire chapter and retain it. And I completely blocked them out. And I remember so clearly that moment because I am not very good. I'd never been very good at focusing like that. I'm the kind of person where if I need to write something or do something and there's music playing i have a really hard time i'm super easily distracted i i you know repetition bugs me i can hear things far away so i remember being like like an aha moment like oh my gosh this is this is really working and i've brought it into my everyday so much so that you know i very very rarely am sick your practice is so much more than you know perfecting your handstands and and you know and all that stuff is fun and you have challenging postures to keep it fun but it's it's really getting in the habit of self-care is so important and just taking the time whether it's 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever you have but that you do it consistently it affects your nervous system it affects your your mental emotional state and all of that affects your entire well-being and the health of your whole system and your ability to heal yourself and stay healthy and stay young i mean i'm 47 and i just met someone here the other day that was like you're 37 she said she said oh you mean 37 and i was like no i'm 47 and it's a matter of eating correctly and living a healthy lifestyle. And I kind of get frustrated with like Instagram and Facebook and all the social media that are constantly posting these crazy yoga postures of people doing all this insane stuff. And because I think it's intimidating and it makes people believe that yoga is unattainable and that it's about the postures and it's about how flexible you are and whether or not you can jump into a handstand and then go into an arm balance, all this stuff. And that's not it at all. It's so much more about feeling your way through and getting what you need from it in that moment. And I mean, I, I do challenging yoga because I can't quiet my mind if I don't. So I have to do athletic yoga. Otherwise I'm like chatting in my brain and it's my meditation, but it's about connecting with yourself and connecting with source and, and doing what's right for you each day and each moment and really just connecting with what you need. So the journey has taken me you know, all over uh, internally and externally. And I went from teaching a vinyasa flow. My very first teacher was Iyengar and he had actually broken his back in six places and was told he would never walk again and does perfectly fine. So Iyengar's uh, teachings and his way of doing yoga is incredibly magically therapeutic. And it went from it being more of a sport and then to it being like extremely athletic. And now it's sort of swayed the pendulum took it back to the middle where it's really about self-care that mm -hmm. my yoga practice now is really and my teaching is really about finding the balance between your practice being a really good workout a deep meditation a beautiful flow and just a moment to get out of your head and connect with yourself and that the cool thing about it is that you can tweak it as much as you need to, right? If you're doing it correctly, right? If you're doing yoga correctly, you're so tuned in with what you need and how it feels and you're feeling your way through that you can make little tweaks all along the way. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> you did. And, and so much more. And I and I love everything that you said because it's so on point, right? I I want to stay on this kind of aspect of the non-asana part of yoga and particularly 
you know, when we asked you, what's the most important thing that you've learned in your life? And, you know, you said that you have complete control over your life. And and you said something earlier, which is controlling our, I guess you said behaviors or, or something along that lines. You know, I said to say to my daughter, she's 16, you know, teenagers love them, but she, I, you know, she's, you know, she'll do something that is just completely like out of control and not, not even behaviorally appropriate. And I always say, Mia, we cannot talk ourselves out of something we behaved ourselves into, you know? And so our thoughts becomes our words, our words become our actions, our actions become our behavior and they become who we are. But talk to us about what you mean by control and how you feel yoga has helped you become successful. You mentioned college before and studying for that quiz. How has the practice given you control and what is it? What do you attribute your success to? Is it that? Is it your practice? And how are the two interconnected? Oh, that's a big question. It's a great question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to take it in layers. I'm going to take it in layers. Okay. First of all, one of the things that happens when you get out of your thinking mind is you discover quite quickly that there's something else there, right? I mean, yoga, as you know, we call it, there's the seer and the scene, and it's all in your being. So there's, there has to be more than just your thoughts because there's the part of you that's observing your thoughts. So it's that part of you that we're trying to access and connect to when we're practicing yoga. The very first yogis weren't religious. They weren't spiritual. They were actually atheists and they went into, you know, the woods. They separated themselves from society. They separated themselves from religion. They separated themselves from everything so that they could go and discover what being human really was about. And it's really yoga is the practice of like self-study, right? The science of the self. But what they discovered was that when you quiet your mind and you put yourself into a space where you are still challenged, right? And so that you have to experience your reactions and experience yourself that you connect to source, that there's something there, whether you call it your higher self or God or whatever, that there is uh, the seer. And so what they also discovered and what I, you know, have come to time and time again in my life is that we actually are in full responsibility of our lives. And, you know, I, I have had my fair share of trauma you know, the word victim is has many different emotional responses for me, but all suffering begins in the mind. And everything that you think and everything that you feel and everything that you say has a vibration. And that vibration, all vibration on the planet, because we're all one being the coolest being ever, pulls similar vibration to it. So like if I had a room full of tuning forks, all different notes, right? And they were all still. And I walked in with like the C note or whatever, and I whacked it and started it singing. All the C notes in the room would start singing. It would draw sound, and you can totally try this for yourself. It would draw the sound out of all the C note tuning forks because that's how powerful vibration is. It draws out like vibration. So every thought that you have will draw more of that into your life, which is why people say like when you're praying or when you're meditating, come from a place of gratitude. 
because the the more gratitude you have, not only does it increase your dopamine levels, but the more gratitude you have, the more that you bring into your life to create more of that gratitude feeling and that gratitude experience, right? One of the most important things I think it is for anyone to learn or, or look at and think about it at least is we, there's sort of a radical responsibility that we have over the things that happen to us in our lives. And, you know, a lot of people were victimized at a very, very young age. And I'm not saying that we draw those kind of experiences into our lives consciously. You know, it could be on a spiritual level. You know, there are certain things that our spirits are, you know, ourselves needed to learn to actually evolve. I, I absolutely believe that we are one creature and that we are, that the meaning of life is to evolve. And so we all take place in evolution and, it, and it's, you know, either it's conscious or not. So it's a lot more bearable <laughs> and a lot more fulfilling if you can take the responsibility, if you can see that, oh, okay, I want to actively participate in this because all suffering does begin in the mind. I mean, how you respond to everything in your life is a choice you're making. And I'm not saying that perfection's easy and that, and that just not responding to anything should be something that we all should be doing already. I mean, it's a, it's, it could take lifetimes to get to that place, right? Where we actually can take a breath before we react. I mean, that's, I'm still, I mean, weird. It's like, this is like this lifetime, I think for me, that is my lesson. Can you just take that breath before you respond and just be still in that moment? And so that to me is the biggest thing is, is that I create the circumstances in my life. And, you know, I feel like it's a constant cycle of remembering and forgetting because, you know, I, I catch myself, I have to catch myself over and over again and say, okay, wait a second. You are not a victim here. You, you know, you look at this yeah. as the fear. Instead of looking at it as the person who is reacting to the situation because it's happening to me, damn it, it's happening again or whatever, can I just take that step back and look at this and say, okay, how can I see this as an opportunity in some way? Because it's always an opportunity. And only then am I going to be able to live my life in a fulfilled and, and empowered way. Right. Because otherwise I'm just being I'm just reacting to everything and everything's just happening to me. But the crazy thing is, is that optimism works. I'm sure you've heard that. Right. Optimism works. And we are incredibly powerful. Like when you tap in to your to your power as a creator, it's it's pretty mind blowing. I mean, I believe it when people have said, you know, a, a lot of us are it's scarier to be empowered than not because your own power is so incredibly uh great power comes great responsibility. you know it's all inspiring and it's it's like shocking and it's crazy and it's hard to believe and um so yeah so for me it's a cycle of forgetting and remembering and forgetting and remembering but it's what sort of led me down this path as a yoga teacher i mean it's not the highest paying job but it for sure is the most fulfilling job I could ever have. 
I have had such incredible experiences as a yoga instructor. I mean, on so many levels, uh, not just helping people heal. That is probably the coolest thing ever. Like healing my own injuries. I've had some very serious injuries. That back injury was like nothing compared to the knee injury. And I did all my healing with yoga and then was then able to really help a lot of other people heal physically heal themselves, you know, physically, emotionally. I had a, a student um, in Atlanta who was on three different antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. And once he started coming to yoga and he really dedicated himself to the practice and showed up at least three times a week, he, we got him off all of his drugs and he, it completely changed his life. And there's countless stories, you know, I mean, there's studies that have been done that even 12 minutes of yoga a day will get people off Prozac, will get people, you know, who are full manic and fully depressed off of their drugs and in a happy state. And the cool thing is, is that not only does it make them feel better, but they say that there's their instances of deeper connection with other people increase, right? It's like, how do you measure happiness? And one of the measurements is how are you connecting with other people? How are you getting, how are you, you know, finding that sort of uh, fulfillment? Like what is fulfilling in your life? And that is one of the, one of the key indicators is that you, you're having deep, meaningful connections with other people. There's this incredible magic when it comes to yoga, where once you can connect with your higher self and connect with source within you, you are better able to connect with source within others. I mean, that's what namaste is, right? It's like the light within me recognizes and honors the light within you and is that, and in that is our oneness. And that is what yoga is about. It's about this beautiful realization that we are all one and that you are part of source and that you do have the ability to heal yourself and that you do have the ability to draw in incredible circumstances in your life and you do have the ability to decide whether you're going to be happy or whether you're going to be sad and, and it's this incredibly empowering thing and so i made it my career because helping people experience that and sort of guiding them down that journey is incredible it's the it's the best thing i can ever imagine i wouldn't want to do anything else i mean it's just absolutely beautiful and to have these experiences you asked me like some like what are some of the experiences i've had with a student like what's a moving experience or a memorable experience and when i was in la and i first started teaching i was teaching a lot of level one classes and so there were a lot of, of new students and i had so many people be brought to tears on the mat and it wasn't because they were in pain or they were in hip openers or whatever but it was it was like they, for the first time, they were experiencing what I'm talking about. They were experiencing themselves in this beautiful, empowered, connected way. And it would just, it would just bring them to tears. I mean, it happened all the time. It's not like it just happened, you know, a couple of times. It was like on the, a regular basis, people just like having their hearts open and their, their states altered by just taking the time to spend with themselves. And, you know, I have to remind my students all the time, when you step on the mat, this is your chance. You're not here for anyone else. You don't have to be anything for anyone else. You don't have to do anything for anyone else. This is your time with you. And for those of us that started as athletes, it was always like, well, yeah, but how many, you know, am I burning the calories? Am I getting stronger? La, la. And then you realize that the physical benefits are like the bonus. 
right? All great creations start in our mind. That's where everything great, you know, starts. I love that. So talk to us about where you are now. You know, yoga has really been the guiding principle in light that's brought you to where you are. And tell tell our audience what you are doing today. You had me on your podcast. Which I did. So much fun. And, um, and so, you know, that's how we met. And I love it. So tell us everything that you have going on. Because I know you have like more than one thing going on. You're not oh, just so much going on. I have so much going on. Okay. So because of the pandemic, everything had to go online. And so I'm, I'm in the process of a nearing, I'm like almost ready to launch, but I think I'm going to wait till January. Anyway, so I'm launching a, a yoga app. That's just, it's just me. And, um, it's not just pre-recorded classes. It's called renegade mom yoga. It's going to go into the Apple store and the Google store within probably the next like month or two. And it's really because, um, it's so hard to be motivated. Right. And the, the, the market is flooded with, with pre-recorded classes. So it's very, it's very much a, a sort of like a live coaching meets yoga meets recorded classes and live classes there are all sorts of like fun tracking things so that you can keep up with how you feel and how much water you're drinking and how many calories you're burning and i have a lot of classes geared towards those of us that don't have a lot of time because i'm a mom i'm a single mom and it's like who has time so my you know my yoga classes are really about taking a really good intelligent workout a beautiful yoga flow and a deep meditation all in one and trying to and squeezing it into like 30 minutes or 45 minutes i have a lot of 15 minute classes because for me it's about getting to the mat every day so if you can just I mean, even if it's six times a week, if you can just dedicate yourself. And a lot of times when I'm like, I only have 15 minutes and then I get on there and then I end up going for like 25 because it feels so good or whatever. So I have a lot of different times just to help you get to the mat at least, you know, for a moment out of your day. And there will be a lot of live classes. And so I'm doing this really neat show called uh, from from chaos to calm that you got to be on, which I'm so glad you were. And it's 20 minute interviews with experts in all different fields about, you know, how moms can get truly balanced so they can finally conquer overwhelm. Cause I realize I am constantly con- trying to, to beat back my overwhelm. And I think that with the pandemic and, you know, the kids coming in and then everything changing and a lot of people having to change their jobs and all of that, that overwhelms a really big deal. And so there's, I have these experts coming on and they're just talking about their techniques and what, what do they do to conquer overwhelm and how do they find balance? Because so much of what I need and get from yoga is balance, hormonal, physical, mental, emotional, right? It's all about balance. So um, that's my show. And then I have another two apps I'm developing. (laughs) Um, No wonder I'm always trying to fight overall. One of them is a live personal training app called Get Trained, which is super cool because again, um, we only have training now is all videos right and even when like a peloton or someone says oh it's live it's not really live they're just recording it and you get to watch but there's no interaction and for me with a lot of my private clients what they love about even though it's zoom every single class is catered to them so every single class that we do like one of them has tendonitis right now 
So she can't do a recorded class. So every single class, I can completely adjust it to their energy level, to how they feel that day, to what's going on in their body, and to their individual specific goals and needs. Maybe they want to lose a little weight and they also want to learn how to do a handstand. Maybe they, you know, maybe they just really want to stop getting mad at their three-year-old and they want to be uh, better at tennis or, you know, whatever it is. And so this get trained is really cool because it's going to be every kind of sport you can imagine we're going to have private personal trainers and instructors so yoga and pilates and but we're also going to have um outdoor experiences because we're also all starving to get outside and so you can meet with a trainer live to walk you through step-by-step on like zoom or on our platform or you can meet someone outside and we're going to have like adventure stuff. So you can do sup yoga. Maybe you want someone to help you be a better rock climber. Maybe you want to, you know, learn how to play tennis because you don't know. And that's something you want to do, or you can just stick with, you know, what you regularly do. You can, you know, train to run a marathon, you know, so it's going to be pretty massive and it's going to be nationwide. So we're launching the beta by the end of the year in LA. So there's that. And um, I'll probably teach yoga on there too, because you know, why not? And then, um, and then finally, I have a really cool calendar idea that as a mom, I haven't found any calendar that works for me to be able to see my schedule and my daughter's schedule at the same time. And I want to be able to do a mind dump with all my tasks, not have to fill it in like an event, just make a list and then drag and drop it into the, into the schedule. So I don't want to have to take the time to fill everything out. I want to just be able to drag and drop and be able to shift. So like if my kid's dentist appointment changes from Tuesday to Thursday, why can't I just drag and drop it? Why do I have to go in and change? I don't want to do any of that. And I want it to be very easily read. I want it to be color coded. I want it like all her schoolwork to be one color and all of like my me time to be one color. So I'm seeing if we can develop a calendar that's going to fit the needs of like the busy mom, the mompreneurs, right? That I need to be able to just see it. And I, you know, I don't have time. So, so yeah, so I have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. I always have my private clients because it's like the joy of my life. So even with my with my yoga app, I'm going to figure out um, how to do like small group privates so that we can have people from all over the world join in at a certain time and I'll keep it to like, you know, six or eight. And then I can still watch and adjust and be like, John, you're going to need a block for that. Or like, Susan, you know, separate your feet a little bit wider or whatever it is, you know, because it's so special. And I think that we really lack connection. This past pandemic, the past year and a half has been really, really hard on all of us. And yoga is what we need. I mean, yoga has been proven to increase your immune system. I mean, it's for me, and I I sound like a total yoga junkie, but it's like, and I don't want to be all woo-woo. I was a little woo-woo today, but it's true. Like all, everything is something that I've personally experienced in my own life and my own practice. And it's just, you know, yoga works. It does work. And I think those who are listening, you know, want, want that for themselves. They want, they don't want the pill solution. They want the long-term effects and something that is truly foundationally inspirational and different and life-changing. So 
Thank you so much for being here today. This has been so much fun getting to know you. Is there any, you know, final words of wisdom or any last words for our audience? And where can they find you? <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, they can find me at renegademomyoga.com. And I'm renegademomyoga on Instagram and Facebook. And yes, of course, anybody that, you know, you guys have any questions or you want to connect, you can always DM me on any, uh, you know, on, on Instagram or Facebook or, or find me, you know, on my webpage, whatever. Last words of wisdom, just take the time for yourself. Take the time. I have a space in my house right behind me that uh, my mat is usually down there all the time, because if you have this space and you put your mat down, you will be drawn to get on it. So if you have to move furniture or you have to, you know, it, you're not going to do it. So my advice is to create your yoga space and don't let anything get in the way of that being your little special sacred place where you spend time on you. And you can wake up in the morning and just go and do it because if you wait, you're not going to do it. So if you just wake up, Everyone's still sleeping. It's the only way I could do it. Everyone's sleeping. I get on my mat. I either do my meditation. I meditate and do my practice, whatever it is. Sometimes I just do abs and stretch. I have a whole series on YouTube, you guys, that's under Malia Hilliard. And it's a, it's a seven day, 15 minute core and stretch like series. And if you can just do that, you'll get in sort of the habit of getting to the mat and um and you'll totally work your core and get some stretching as well so yeah so set your little space that's my yeah, that's my yeah. just like you know you have a dining room table and you sit at it or a kitchen table. you know you have a mm -hmm. get on it every day so i love that advice that's such great advice everyone malia hillard malia thank you so much the light in me honors the light in you thank you so much for being our guest today and inspiring our audience thanks maria it was my pleasure i hope to talk to you soon lady thank you. namaste <laughs> namaste <laughs>